name's Jeff Strang and this is the New Zealand Fishing World Podcast. Today I've got a few things to talk about. One is an update on the regional reports that will be going out uh, on our site live today. And then I'd like to talk about a few fishing techniques I've been experimenting with lately. And uh, I'm going to finish up with what we want to talk about next week and how you might be able to get in touch with us to, to ask a few questions. Now to kick things off, I just want to quickly go through our weekly fishing reports. First up, we've got Darren Napping from Bayfish Fishing Charters in the Bay of Islands. Look, I've known Darren for years and uh, pretty much what he says goes, particularly with snapper in the Bay of Islands and kingfish. He's been doing it every day, 360 days a year for as long as I've known him, which is quite a long time. Now he's talking about whale rock, uh, home point, sorry, how point, uh, and the islands on the way up to the Kirikiri Channel, as well as the Brampton Reef being top spots for snapper right now. And for kingfish, he's talking about kingfish reef, which is out behind the islands there, bird rock and the sisters. So no real surprises there. They're, they're kind of normal hot spots for this time of year. For snapper, he reckons that a birdie trail is pretty important and also fishing in the morning seems to be better. And for kingfish, usual story, baits the go and he is saying that the sharks are around. So don't muck around getting those, um, those kingies up as the sharks, the bronze whalers in particular, seem to be cleaning them up. Now moving on to the Hauraki Gulf. Uh, reporter in, uh, sorry, report in from the Wave Dancer guys. Now, what they're saying is that 40 to 45 metres seems to be the go mostly for snapper. And what they're also saying is that it doesn't really matter whether you're seeing birds out there or not. If you're kind of marking the bottom and there's a few fish there, it's worth a stop and having a crack. Now, the area that we've highlighted on the chart today, there's two of them. One straight off the back of Gannett Rock there and kind of 40 metres almost bang on and one further up the harbour there, sort of between the harbour bridge and the Devonport entrance. Now one thing about fishing those shallows up the harbour, there is fish there but just be aware of where you anchor in terms of boat traffic, you know, you don't want to be getting into those um, where the ferries are trying to come through in a hurry. But anyway, what they are saying is that um, varying your technique is, is working really well. So if you're fishing lures or soft baits, so um, try both aggressive and really subtle movements and just see what's working best because it's changing a little bit out there. Now the fishing should be pretty good. You've got to bear in mind that the spawn's well and truly finished and these guys will be flat out feeding at the moment which is which is pretty good for fishing and with the weather this weekend not looking that good but reasonably overcast, if we do get some calm times it should be quite good fishing. Now look there's still skipjack out there sort of also out in that 40 metre mark all the way between Waikiki and, and, um, and Cowell and, and probably further on up in all truth. I'm going to talk a bit more about skipjack fishing later on and of course there's loads and loads of kawai further in sort of between Whangarapa and Inchilla, probably the inside of Kawel and all the way down through to Mototapu and Waikiki Island, um, no real surprises there. But there should be plenty of fish so it's worth getting out there and having a crack. Moving on to Manukau, now a Manukau report comes in from Michael Parker, uh, a lot of people might know him as Smudge. Now there's not too many guys know more about that area than Michael does and what he's saying is that um, the deeper water of the Pakapakura channel during the day is producing most of the snapper. He's also saying incoming tide and uh, with low light is the time of day to get out there. Uh, he also reckons there's a fair few trevally out there at the moment so um, what he's, talks, he's talking about trevally just being a little bit further out of the harbour there so sort of more down towards the Huia banks and uh, getting over 
getting over the shellfish beds on an incoming tide, even in very shallow water with small baits. So using shellfish for bait, pilchard cubes or small pieces of squid and there's plenty of trevally to be had and let's face it, they make fantastic sushimi. Moving right along to the, um, let's have a look, what have we got? Northern Coromandel by the looks. Now I'm pretty sure that our Coromandel reports, yes they do come in from David Bryant, otherwise known as Mavis, who's the manager and skipper for Ramsey Fishing Charters. He reckons there's been some seriously big yellowfin caught in the last week, the biggest being 87.4 kilos. That is a really good fish on board um, a boat called Double Vision. He's saying the game fishing is still going well at the hook and also at the Alderman Pins areas producing the best fish. Kingfish are plentiful at Curvia, the Aldermans, up the coast inside Mercury Bay and also some good kings around the mussel farms on the Coromandel side. Snapper, fish going, snapper fishing is going well with a lot of fish in 30 metres and on the west side of Great Mercury, also at uh, Korapuki and Stanley Islands are fishing well. The mussel farms are fishing well for snapper as you'd expect and also a few harpooker and blue nose being caught around the hook. Apparently scallop season closes this weekend so um, if you're getting out there chasing some scallops you might want to take a look at the regs around that and just see exactly when that closes because I'm not exactly sure. Moving down the coast to Kafia in Ragland. It's really good to be getting reports on from these guys in the regions. Um, we, we really do care, you know, people say we're a bit Auckland centric, we don't want to be, and it's not by choice. So good report here and from Rob Fitzgerald who's the owner and skipper of Ventura Fishing Charters operating, straight, operating out of Kafia. What he's, what's he got to say? Well he says, and I quote, fishing out west has still been steady, fish seem to have moved out a bit deeper to 30 to 50 metres off Albatross Point. There are lots of small fish in close with the odd big, big fish mooching around, good to know. Out deeper you have to sort through plagues of Kawai but the snapper out there too and gurnard are in good numbers. Uh, he's got a great photo um, uploaded to our report this week of a very happy charter with some very nice looking fish I would say between 10 and about um, maybe 17 or 18 pounds so very nice snapper. Now I reckon there's still a marlin or two around in 50 odd metres of water. A few boats have seen a few while bottom fishing, one even taking a kawai while it was being played. So there's still plenty of action around and it could be worth having a live bait out while you're fishing in deeper water. Rob, Ventura Fishing Charters, look him up on our page, Ventura Fishing Charters in kafia.co.nz. Thanks Rob, that's awesome. Going further south to Wellington, good old Pete Lamb. Pete is an absolute stalwart of the fishing industry in the Wellington region and I really don't think that there is a more experienced guy in that region than this man. Now Pete's reports are always pretty detailed so I'll just have a crack and see how I go here. What's he got to say? Well to paraphrase, bloody awesome week this week, great weather and great fishing. It's been some of the best kingy fishing I've seen on the Wellington south coast this week. Again, I'm speaking in Pete Lamb's voice. They are abundant on the 80 to 100 metre reefs from Turiki, I think that's right, Turikiri to Five Mile Reef. There's been big ones too and we've been getting smashed on 80 pound gear, but have landed quite a few too. Uh, 28 kgs is our best one recently. Monster Turiki and Blue Cod have also been a regular catch in similar areas. He also goes on to say that there was a broad swordfish seen in the main blues nose in the main blue nose spot yesterday. Blue nose and pocket fishing has been a bit patchy, but hopefully will improve soon. The harbour and entrance have been good for Gurnard, with a few catches of snapper reported around Ward Island and Eastbourne. 
Moki have been making a comeback for surfcasters, but mainly smaller ones at this stage. Out west, it's been snap and mayhem up and down the coast, and I do note that on his map, he's got some really good-looking snapper marks all the way between kind of, oh, if I can read it, I think it says Matara Beach and right up to the bottom of Kapiti Island. Now, look, I, as I say, with all these fishing reports, I'm not a local in all these areas, so if I'm pronouncing the areas wrong or I've got their name wrong, I'm really sorry about that. And what it pays to do is get on our site, www.newzealandfishingworld.co.nz, get onto the reports page and have a look at your local region. If it's local to you, it's going to make a lot more sense to you. So there you go. Get on there, some good reports. Look, the weather's a bit varied, no doubt about it, but um, there's going to be a few windows to get out there. I would say, and certainly the middle of next week looks like it's going to improve dramatically. Right, so I want to move on from reports and start talking about um, a few techniques we've been playing with lately. So one that's been really getting my attention has been estuary fishing. You know, I'm bloody lucky here. I get to get out on boats and some of the best boats around and do it a fair bit. But um, for me, there's something to be said for that really easy little mission, fishing rod in one hand, chili bin in the other, heading out to a local estuary spot, just a you know, five minute walk from the car park and um, catching fresh snapper for breakfast. It's hard to beat. So here's how it's been rolling for us. I've got a little spot that I've been fishing up in, um, up in Silverdale, but there's a few other spots around. Um, kind of anywhere really that you can find sort of two meters of water, reasonable walking access, now that's really important. You don't want to be wading through deep mud to get to your spot, so you want reasonable walking access in and, um, and a spot where you've got good casting room and you can get out into about two or three meters of water, which seems to be plenty. So just watch when you're walking in. So what I should say is the time to start this fishing is normally about low tide and sort of first thing in the morning and you want to fish that incoming tide. So walk out there at low tide, but pay attention when you're walking in there. You don't want to get yourself trapped out there um, with the tide coming in behind you and no exit. So really pay attention to that, it's extremely important. So the way I fish, it's like I say, I start at the bottom of the low tide, I take a little bit of burley with me, which I, I stake into the water and about a metre deep so that the burley trail just gets carried by the incoming tide slightly. And then I'm fishing either light soft baits with a half ounce jig head with a curly tail soft bait, usually a gulp soft bait on the back of that, um, reasonably quickly retrieved, or I'm fishing a bit of salt fly. Now, the salt fly, I'm a massive fan of, but I know a lot of people aren't really into it, so I'll cover it really quickly. The salt fly, I'm using about a 15 to 20 pound fluorocarbon leader. I'm using a medium sink line or occasionally a sink tip line if the current's running a little bit faster. And I'm normally using either a, a green or yellow and white clouser or a pink and white clouser, quite heavily weighted. And I'm just stripping it across the bottom. With, um, with quite big pauses in between the strips. It seems that the snapper like to take on the pause. And we've been getting some bloody good fish, to be honest. It's been, it's been good fishing. Now the soft bait guys, they, they, they do outfish the salt fly guys about two or three to one. Uh, and they're like, like I say, they're fishing about a half ounce or less jig head um, with again about a 15 pound fluorocarbon leader and curly tail gulp soft bait. And they're doing a pretty consistent return. Uh, sorry, a pretty consistent retrieve. Again, the odd pause in there, just to let the um, the uh, soft bait drop to the bottom, and that seems to be when the snapper grab them. Now, if you haven't done any snapper fishing in shallow water, it's a hell of a lot of fun. The bites are quite explosive, and it's not unusual to have your snapper splashing around on the surface like a kawai. 
and there's some good fish amongst them too. We, you know, a little trip last week, um, we were catching fish up to about uh, six pound, which was fantastic. Now, we have produced a little bit of a video on soft baiting and salt flying in the estuary. If you gain, if you go to newzealandfishingworld.co.nz, have a look at the latest posts, maybe scroll back to, through two or three posts and you'll find our estuary fishing video on there. It's got all the details on what to do, what to look for, things like, you know, how to figure out if snapper have been feeding in the area by finding holes in the cockle beds, how to find good food source areas, and um, like I say, there is there are probably, you know, somewhere between 20 and 50 of these spots around the country, uh, particularly in the Coromandel and uh, in Northland, which are ideal for this sort of fishing, so it's worth giving you a crack. Now, the other thing that's been um, really topical lately is the skipjack tuna fishing, mostly in the Hauraki Gulf. Hey, sorry guys if you're outside the regions, but for us, um, stuck in the Hauraki Gulf, skipjack tuna are a bit of a rarity. But they've been in the Gulf in real numbers, and it's a good chance to get out there and catch a few. Now, you can catch them two ways. Well, you can catch them a lot of ways, but the two most common ways are um, trolling lures and um, sight fishing. So I'll just cover off trolling lures. So when you're trolling for skipjack tuna, you can put um, anywhere between one and sort of four or five lures in the water, but it is important to stagger them, much like you would if you were fishing a marlin fishing pattern, because what you don't want to have happen is the lures getting tangled up as you turn sharp corners. Now, it does pay to use smaller lures and super sharp, um, chemically sharpened hooks. I actually quite often use about a 15 pound fluorocarbon leader on, on, a, on a very small lure, the sort of lure that I'd use to catch kawai. Um, plenty of colour and flash, pink's a good colour, so is purple, uh, and a small snapper hook that I've straightened um, with a set of pliers, taking, taking the offset out of it, and that's deadly. It's absolutely dead, deadly for catching skipjack tuna, and you can play them on quite light lines, so sort of six to eight pound braids tons, and like I say, these little silver bullets will give you a bloody good run for your money. The thing to do is to get out there and actually have a look for them. So you're looking for your tide lines. They'll be working in the tide lines as a rule. Um, you might see them splashing around the tide lines or even, even leaping out of the water. You might also find birds working along the tide lines. Now either of those two things are a great sign there's going to be skipjack in the, in the water. And trolling uh, a pattern of somewhere between say two to five lures, uh, between five and a half and seven and a half knots, you're going to catch a few. And they're going to give you a damn good run for your money, if you, particularly if you're playing them on that lighter gear. You don't want to go too hard on the drag with skipjacks because you'll rip the hook out. They've only got soft mouths and you want to catch them. Now, skipjack make fantastic sashimi. Uh, sorry, I should say um, skipjack make fantastic snapper bait. I think we all know that. Um, particularly fresh, it's really good. In fact, if you freeze it yourself, it's also it'll be magic for a good year or so. But it also makes fantastic sashimi, and a lot of people don't realise that. So the trick to making great sashimi out of skipjack tuna is to bleed it as soon as you catch it. Just break that throat latch off and let it bleed out, and then get it into the salt ice straight away. And it wants to be on that salt ice for sort of four or five hours and really get it chilled down and set before you do anything else with it and then fill it up and cut that um, that red meat out that dark red stuff out and slice it up and you've just got some of the best sashimi you'll have ever tasted now, i know you think you're eating bait but it's bloody good tasting bait let me tell you anyway there you go so skipjack sashimi now i should say that you can actually sight fish skipjack and um 
the thing to do, if you spot them and they're, and they're dancing around and they're jumping out of the water, just idling up to the spot with, a, with like a soft bait is a really good option or a small castable micro jig and just cast it straight across in a flat out retrieve across the surface and you will catch them. It's, um, it's a hell of a lot of fun side fishing skipjack. If you're really good you get them on a salt fly too but uh, that's probably for a much more experienced salt fly fisherman than myself. Again, we've been out there doing it lately. There's a story on the site, uh, three or four into our latest on NewZealandFishingWorld.co.nz. Uh, there's also a video on there of the boys getting out there and doing it a bit. Um, yeah, I was really pleased. I didn't actually get to go on that trip, but the guys had a fantastic time, which is awesome. So that's probably about enough from me today. I don't know what to leave you with. There's some great reports to get online and have a look at. Have a think about that estuary fishing. Have a think about that skipjack tuna fishing. Um, next week I want to have a chat about um, slow pitch jigs and a few techniques there and some of the new slow pitch jigs we've been looking at lately and I also want to talk about late season game fishing. Um, you know, I spent years as a professional game fisherman and uh, I have to say that uh, April and May are two of my favourite times of year to get out there. The live baiting will be on and uh, you won't have to necessarily burn a lot of gas to get amongst some seriously fat fish. So we'll have a bit of a yarn about that next week. So if you've got any questions about anything at all fishing related, do fire them through, but um, more specifically so slow pitch jigs and, um, and late season game fishing and I'll do my very best to answer them. You can email me, editor at New Zealand Fishing World, .co.nz. You can get on our Facebook page, um, New Zealand Fishing World Facebook page, and send me a direct message through there, and I'll do my very best to answer your questions as accurately as possible. Look, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast, and uh, I really endeavour to try and keep them coming. So, awesome. Until next week, take it easy out there, have fun, catch a few fish, stay safe.